Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by Walter Pierce, the director of the Muhammad Area Chamber of Commerce. Welcome, Walter. Hi, Fred. How are you? Real good. So did you have any idea what you were getting into four years ago when you <laughs> got involved with, uh, with the chamber? Um, no, short answer, no. Um, I knew there was plenty of opportunity. Um, but with uh, a, a really good active board and um, Muhammad being Muhammad, it's just as kind of blossomed or, or taken off quicker than I thought it might. So it's a, it's a good problem to have, but we're just, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're going quick, we're growing quickly and adding events and it's, it's just a, it's a good busy time. Well, you've really grown the membership too, what, up over 250 members now, is that right? I think we're at 246, maybe 246, around there. Um, when I started, I think we had 103 members in April of 2017, so we've more than doubled the membership. That's a great way to go. So you mentioned some of the new events and things going on, and, and certainly one of the newest events coming up will be the Muhammad Soda Festival, which is... Uh, on Saturday, September 18th. And uh, it's probably one of the uh, the longest uh, working events that, uh, that you've had in terms of, of getting it off the ground. Uh, I know the, the meeting started for that back in 2019. It was gonna happen in 2020 and then COVID came along. And so now here we are in, uh, in 2021. Kind of talk about the process of, of getting this uh, up and, and off the ground because it's, it's quite a project, isn't it? It is, and as you know, you, uh... You graciously volunteered to be on our committee, so you kind of know the background of that story. But um, basically, uh, it all started with the uh, the craft beer festival that was happening in Muhammad for a couple of years, and I had this brilliant idea to uh, because it, craft beer was such a family friendly event. It was a lot of you know young families in strollers and people um, just walking around, you know, tasting a, a beer or two. Um, I reached out and said, hey, why don't we add soda to this thing as well? Because I think there's some, some non-beer drinkers and, and wine. And so we added beer and soda. And the soda we added was the gentleman who owned the Homer Soda Company had bought it at the time. And so in a discussion with him, I asked him, uh, because I had um, gone to the soda festival in Homer before, hey, what's happened to the soda festival? And he said, well, there's not enough volunteer or financial uh, to keep it in Homer, so it's done. And I said, oh no. <laughs> so um, we decided to bring that to Muhammad. Um, and as you know, then we started in 2019 to um, have a 2020 event and June didn't happen and September didn't happen. So we made a decision, I think what, May or June of, of 2020, just to push it back to September 2021. And now we are, um less than a month away so talk a little bit about the the concept behind the, the soda festival because people that come out thinking they're going to get some some pepsi or coca-cola are, are going to be surprised aren't they oh yeah no no pepsi no, uh what was this saturday night live uh pepsi pepsi no coke or, or coke no pepsi um neither coke nor pepsi will be there um this will be the um when i say Sodas are remember, this is the soda I remember as a kid. A lot of the knee-high grapes and the strawberries and the chocolate favored drinks and they're, um, yeah, they're, these are just the, a lot of these craft 
soda vendors uh, who are who make you know six to eight different kinds of root beer, sarsaparilla, cream sodas, orange strawberries. Um, very unique taste uh, and some great stories behind some of these. Just for uh, an example, um, back in the wild, wild dust days, if you went into a, a, a saloon and you were not a, 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 a whiskey drinker, um, they would serve you moxie. Uh, moxie is still being produced and it's just you know, kind of the original cola. Um, one of my favorite stories, we're still working on, we're not sure we can get bottles of Green River um, because production and COVID has shut a lot of things down, but we're looking at maybe liter bottles, which is against everything that I want to do in, in the soda festival, but it may be my only option. But um, back in the um, prohibition time in Chicago, um, the syndicate um, was controlling all of the liquor in and out of Joliet in the South Chicago area. And so in order to buy any liquor for your establishment, you had to buy Green River, which is sort of a citrus flavored drink. Uh, and again, it's been around since like this is, you know, the, 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 the 20s. Um, mm -hmm. And so you would buy this Green River in a case and it would have a false bottom and then your, your hooch, your alcohol would be in the bottom of that. So Green River is still very, very popular in the Chicago and South Chicago area. Uh, so that'll be here. Um, just, you know, two kind of good stories about just the, the sodas that have been around forever and ever. So basically the, the plan, if it works out, everything will be in glass bottles and, and I believe 12 ounce glass bottles, right? Uh, 12 or 16 ounce glass bottles, that is correct. Um, you know, some of the folks say real soda should be in, only in real bottles. Um, we are currently setting it probably 115 or so different kinds of flavors from uh, about 10 or 11 different vendors or distributors. Um, and so just a, a real quickly, basically what you'll do is you'll have about 25 different tasting booths. And in those booths, you'll have somewhere between four to six flavors to try. Um, those booths will be graciously hosted by some of our businesses in town and churches in the community and organizations. And so you'll go in there and you'll have either an unlimited uh, wristband that gives you as much tastings as you want. Just be careful, don't get sick and drink too much of this. This is pure cane sugar uh, sodas. And, um, or you'll buy a tasting tickets. You know, you might buy six tickets for $3 or 10 tickets for $5, something in that range. And so you'll get a, basically a one ounce pour in that um, booth and you'll have a, a little guidebook to make notes of. And then at the end of your tasting experience, you'll be able to purchase these real sodas in real bottles um, at a purchase tent. Um, and you can buy them in ones or twos or fours or sixes or a case, whatever you might, whatever you like. So my only tip for those people listening is if you're, you're going, um, fill out the form and you will, when you enter that purchase tent, you'll give it to a picker and they'll basically fill that order for you. And you just go to the very end and wait for your six pack or four pack or, or case to be delivered to you as opposed to waiting behind somebody who's arguing about, do they want Virgil's root beer or dad's or boots or some other brand. So you, you make an interesting point there because I wanted to follow up with that. 
the talking about root beer, for example, you won't go to a booth that will have all the flavors of root beer, right? They'll be made, they'll be um, distributed by the manufacturer. So that's yeah. yeah. one place and you might have Route 66 somewhere else, correct? That is correct. Yeah, you might have a, a ski, uh, frosty root beer, you might have a, a Route 66, you might have a gang, uh, and they'll be all at different booths. And what we are going to try to do is to um, educate folks a little bit about each of the different brands. Uh, for example, again, a good little uh, trivia. Um, Virgil's uh, is one of the few out there bottlers who do not real use real pure cane sugar. Uh, they use uh, Tevia, which is an artificial sweetener. So technically Virgil's is all diet. They do make a diet as well, but if you are um, inclined for a diet, you know, Vir Virgil's works for you any, anywhere, any of their brand, any of their flavors. So I uh, will try to um, again, educate the folks in the tasting booth so that they know a little bit about the sodas and give you a little history if you want it uh, about the different flavors and, and brands. So this is going to take place in downtown Muhammad along Main Street and, and a couple of the side streets, correct? That is correct. Basically, you'll enter um, Maine about Lombard somewhere around there and um, purchase either your unlimited taste or your get your tickets and then all along Main Street there, then there will be the, the booths. We'll have um, plenty of food trucks for um, folks to want to eat. Uh, we will have some vendors um, around the village hall area through that drive through. Uh, plenty of kids games with a very cool little trackless train that will run a route. Um, live music, we have um, still working on getting the U of I marching band out here, but we think we've got that done. We've got Chickadee Sermon that anybody who has gone to Curtis Orchard should know Chickadee Sermon, they play out there quite a bit. And then we were fortunate enough to be able to get a hold of the Jimmy Duck Holmes out of Bentonia, Mississippi. Uh, Jimmy was up for one of the Grammys for original blues recording. Um, and so he will be here for uh, um, two performances on Saturday. He's an interesting story. He, he's 73 years old and, and didn't start recording until he was 59. So uh, he has made the, the most of his, uh, his older years, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Basically, uh, his parents started this uh, Blues Front Cafe in Betonia, Mississippi in the 40s. And he had a couple of siblings. Uh, uh, Jimmy took over the joint in the 70s and still host some live ja uh, live blues there uh, on the weekend, but um, um, he was featured in Steve Hartman on the road again. Um, anybody who wants to Google that can just do on the road again, Jimmy Duck Holmes, and um, it's quite a story about him. So did you feel like it was important to have more opportunities and more things going on than, than just the soda festival? So in other words, you know, you've got several kids activities and rides and, and games and you've got the entertainment and uh, the, the food trucks and you want to make it more of an event rather than just a, a singular pur uh, purpose for people to come out. Yeah, that's correct. Um, one of the things that um, I'm, I'm not smart, but I'm, I'm wise maybe. Uh, um, I sat down and talked with um, Kate Boyer um, and Carla Duzan who kind of ran the, the Homer Soda Festival um, and they gave me some great tips about making a successful event. And again, if you just have soda, um, you know, you're going to come out there and try three or four different sodas and maybe purchase and then leave. We want to make it a nice, um, you know, two or three hour event for your family. So we wanted to add 
um, different opportunities, different experiences for everyone. And it'll be going on on the 18th of September from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m., correct? That is correct. So you mentioned that uh, Homer kind of lost it or it, it, it left Homer because they couldn't get the volunteers and, and everything. How has that been for you guys? Have you got everything pretty well covered or are you still looking for some people? Um, we can always use some more volunteers. Um, one thing that I have always uh, said about Muhammad businesses and people is, um, so again, I, I talked really briefly about financial, um, which really hurt Homer. This, it, just think about this. We've got uh, you know 115 different sodas coming in. Um, we're buying eight to 10 cases of, of that soda of each of those things. So you get into eight, 900 um, cases of soda, um, that can get pretty expensive. Um, we, when I put a call out two years ago, basically to say, hey, we are opportunity to bring the soda vessel to Muhammad. Um, businesses were all over helping us sponsor that. That was, that was the easiest part of my, that's always been the easiest part of my job when when I reach out to businesses and say, here's this opportunity, do you want to sponsor? They say, yes. Generally, they never ask how much money it's gonna cost them. Sometimes they will, um, but yeah, just send me an invoice. Um, so that's that's what makes Muhammad a great place, one. And two, um, you know, we, we've gotten plenty of people to say, yes, hey, we'll volunteer. We can always use more, that's that's no, no, no brainer, but, um, Right now, I think we're sitting on 23 of the 25 uh, tasting booths filled uh, with about six or eight, just kind of trying to get volunteers. Um, and I understand, you know, with COVID and everything else going on, it's it's a tough time. Um, you know, we all know that people can't find workers. So trying to get volunteers out, but it's 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 been pretty easy, really. So being the first year that this is in Muhammad, it's probably difficult to, to really plan and say, okay, we're going to have this amount of people, so we need to have this much soda, because you really don't know. You're going to have a 1,000 people, you're going to have 8,000 people, and it, that makes it a little tough, doesn't it? It does. So um, as you're aware, when we first started thinking about this, we were just basically throwing darts on a board and saying, okay, we'll get three to 4,000 folks out here. Um, once that was in June and then we decided, okay, September, we're gonna have it. And this was just kind of out of COVID uh, September a year ago, and maybe we get 2000. Um, and then, so when, when we postponed and went back a year, you know, you know, come a year later. So, you know, I'm still thinking maybe four to 5,000 range. And it's just based on what I think I know, which is not much. Um, although I can tell you, I'm a little nervous because speaking with Kate and Carla, um, they think I'm way off base. They think that we could get 10,000 people here. Um, so certainly if you're listening to this, I'm not discouraging you come out, but um, I'm kind of hoping that we don't get 10,000 the first year. I'd rather have five or six and um, well, plenty of soda or five or six, we get 10, we may be out of soda at four o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon. I guess that's not a bad thing, but uh, yeah, you're right, Fred. It, we just, you don't know, it, it just, it's a, it's a crapshoot at this point. Well, and, you know, you, you mentioned earlier about bringing new things to Muhammad. So this is certainly one of the, the new things and, and I, this won't exactly be new, 
But uh, I want to flip gears and, and talk a little bit about the Muhammad Farmers Market. That's been going on now. It's re restarted, what, about four years ago and uh, currently is held um, on Saturdays out at the, at the new chamber office on uh, West Oak Street. Uh, but I understand there'll be some plans for next year to, to change things up. What, uh, what will be going on with the Farmers Market in 2022? So uh, we history, we started this thing again, as you said, four years ago, we were doing it on Friday night uh, to try to stay away from the Saturday market in, in Urbana. It's so successful. Um, and I was really having trouble finding vendors on Friday night because they, many of them go to Urbana on Saturday. So um, they were not comfortable bringing a truck out Friday night, you know, loading it up, bringing it out Friday night, unloading it, loading it back up for Saturday morning. So I decided, you know what, I'll just, I'll just move to Saturday and we'll just go from there. And um, it, it's worked okay. If I could, um, it, it, that's probably been one of my biggest kind of disappointments, concerns. Um, Muhammad has what, 15,000 residents. Um, we certainly can support a farmer's market or a market. And it's, we, we changed the name a few years ago to Muhammad Market from Farmer's Market. Um, again, certainly don't wanna pick on anybody, but I had people coming up to me in late May and early June asking me where the watermelon was and where, um, where are our peaches? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> no one in Muhammad can grow that produce that early on or fruit. Um, well, they have it at the supermarket. I'm like, you understand that's coming from Florida or South America or Hawaii or somewhere. It's not, that's not grown locally. So we just changed the Muhammad market. We have, you know, generally three to four different kinds of produce fruits folks there, but it's later in the year. So um, yeah, we decided this year just or, or 2022 to move it to Wednesday night. Um, stay away from the, the competition in Urbana and hopefully get a few more produce people out and you know basically try to get Muhammad to support this thing um, and, and, and see if it goes. It's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to get fresh produce, you know, sweet corn, we've had blueberries, we've had honey, we've had um, you know, tomatoes, strawberries, Watermelon, we'll have watermelon later this year um, again, but hopefully, yeah, Wednesday night will work. We're trying to get, um, bring a food truck or some kind of a, you know, a, a ice cream truck or something out here as well to help with that. And of course, the, the produce is probably what drives it. I mean, you can have other vendors, you can have craft people and, and so on and so forth, but you really need to have the, the produce to bring people out and then keep them coming back week after week, don't you? You do, you really do. And again, that's, um, I struggled with that in the four years that I've done it. You know, there are, um, if you go to Urbana early in the year, there's not a lot of produce out there. Uh, but once you come to July, you know, they get, there's a lot more produce out. And so you got to kind of start early to build your crowd. Um, but yes, we, we definitely, again, there's anybody listening here that has a, a little small garden uh, that would like to bring their stuff out. It is um, very affordable and easy to do. And, and the, the most important thing that I have learned in doing this is some people are a little scared of the Champaign-Urbana Public Health District and trying to get a cottage license or a license to sell their produce. And uh, here's what I've learned. You have a garden and you want to bring up tomatoes up here. Um, there's no license required. There's no... Um, 
hoops to jump through. You just bring your produce up and you sell it. There's no, no uh, limitations on that. That's a, it's a lot different when you're preparing food. You know, if you had a prepared sandwich or something like that, then like you say, there's the hoops to jump through. But if you're just bringing something that uh, is fresh that you've grown and picked and, and bring, you can, you can just uh, take it right out there and, and you're set to go. Yeah. Um, the best explanation I got is the lady was telling me one day, you can have a, you can have a whole box of tomatoes sitting there and you can have a whole box of green pepper sitting there and you can sell those all day long. If you cut those green peppers and you cut those tomatoes and you put them in a bowl together, now you need a cottage license because you have prepared something. But as long as you have, you know, you're not preparing anything, nothing needed and, and no, again, no limitation, very easy to do. So we've gotten a few folks um, who just bring their garden stuff up and, um, and they do okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good example. I'm glad, I'm glad you use that. I think that really illustrates uh, what, what the difference is. So before I let you go, anything else uh, on the horizon, anything else you'd like to talk about in terms of what uh, will be coming up or, or going on uh, with chamber sponsored events? Um, well, just a teaser. So last year we did a shop hop downtown Muhammad. Uh, that will be October 16th this year. It's a very kind of a unique, um, uh, if you're not aware of what a shop hop is, basically it's just these little um, uh, craft homemade type businesses that will pop up. Um, we did it on Main Street last year. I think we're going to move to the green space this year. Um, and we try to stay away from what we call mid-level marketing. Certainly nothing wrong with 31 Gifts or LuLaRoe or uh, who am I missing? Some of those, so, you know, that type of stuff. That's not what will be there. Um, it, it's mostly people who have made homemade stuff. There will be probably a pink zebra uh, candle uh, melt wax time, but we'll have a we'll have candles and and you know great signs for fall and Christmas and uh, homemade craft stuff. It's it's kind of cool, and then always be on the lookout for Village Christmas. It's probably one of my most favorite events, simply because we you know you just you see the kids' reactions, um, and it's a very stressful time. It happens in a two day, and we. We put a lot of work in two days and, and hope the weather's nice. But man, when you see a little six-year-old girl grab uh, Santa's neck and hug him real tight and tears running down her face and she said, I love you, Santa. Um, man, that just, that that makes it all worthwhile. Uh, that's, that's uh, that tugs at your heartstrings, so. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Walter, we uh, enjoyed talking to you. We've been talking with Walter Pierce, director of the Muhammad Area Chamber of Commerce today. We appreciate your time and I'm sure we will be in touch again. Thanks, Rod.